0: Welcome to Write That Down, hosted by Nate Ulrich and myself, Jacob Novak. This is a podcast where two everyday creative people try to break through the noise and do creative things. For a very special 20th episode, we decided to bring on our friends Harry Biddle, Owen Graff, and Jacob Latour to introduce a new segment we're calling The Brainbow. Today, we're taking a listener writing prompt and figuring out what story we can make and how we can make it. So, let's get into it. can you believe that we've hit episode 20? We've been doing this for 20 straight weeks, which I think more than anything is indicative of our commitment to Monday nights. Monday nights. It's an exciting time. It is. We
1: may have to switch yeah. it up in the fall, though, for Monday night football, but we'll we'll figure that out later.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for our very special 20th episode, a milestone like none other, we have really a deluge of guests with us. <laughs> We have uh, our good friends, Owen Graff, Harry Biddle, and first-time returning guest, Jacob Latour. How are you fellas doing?
2: Great.
3: (laughs) I'm going to keep that little silence. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, Do- doing, doing okay here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah doing, doing pretty good.
0: It should be noted that that Jacob is coming off of the heels of mono. <laughs> so we're 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 grateful that he's taking the time to to be with us nonetheless. yeah, I, I may
3: just pass out like halfway through the episode so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we're we're marking this very special occasion with uh a segment that we've been teasing. For a little while now in our, our break voiceover, uh, we've been putting out the call for some submissions to our email, askwtd at gmail.com, whether it's writing prompts or genres to explore and all that jazz. And today we're finally going to see the fruition of that call, uh, and that call will continue. But today we're starting a new segment that we're calling the Brain Bow, uh, and I was trying to rack my brain. I... I Meant to go back and listen to the origins of the word rainbow. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any recollection of that Nate?
1: No, didn't you say it was a friend or mentor who put you through that process, uh, a creative process, in your in your writing or something uh, like that?
0: No, I th- I think it was just a random thing I called a document back in high school. Oh, it was okay. Like, well, yeah, brainstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like storms are bad,
1: right, right, right. Okay, but rainbows yeah. are
0: good. So I'm gonna call this brainstorming <laughs> session the rainbow. Okay. So I think. The brainbow, as the technical term, means the product of the brainstorming. Uh, and so basically, our idea for for this segment is, uh, I, I got a little bit of inspiration from a screenwriter named John August, who has a podcast called Script Notes that's just all about screenwriting. On Twitter, he does these things called write sprints, where he'll just uh, say, hey, write sprint starting in 15 minutes, and uh, join me if you want, and basically... He just puts an hour on the clock, and just writes for an hour, just writing, not caring if it's bad. Uh, mm-hmm. just just trying to get stuff down on the page. And I think that's a super interesting thing. So we're we're looking to do kind of a a similar thing where we're taking suggestions or prompts or what have you from uh you the listeners, uh and just taking those stories, those genres, those ideas and. Uh, trying to flesh them out and see what we think would be interesting and, and where we can take things.
1: Yes. And so we wanted to invite some of our closest friends and some of our craziest friends because who knows what's going on in their heads. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I think this is going to work very well because uh, we actually have a prompt from another one of our friends and it's it's kind of odd because uh, – yeah. That would round out the the core group of people who lived who we lived together our senior year, and then of course Harry living as our neighbor. Uh, and so, I think. Yeah. What What do you think the best way to start this is? So, Jacob, do you want to give an idea a run through of exactly what we're going to be doing, and then we'll get a, a read through of. Of the prompt, where the prompt came from, and then we'll jump right into it.
0: Sure. So, so basically, this first uh bit, we'll we'll read the prompt, and and basically we'll just go through our our general thoughts on on tone and and genre we want to go with the uh, prompt that's given to us, and talk about potential characters or plot points and things like that. Just kind of you know th- throwing stuff at the board and and seeing what we like and don't like, uh, and then after that we'll see. Uh, what we would want to do with that story whether it's a short film or play or what medium we would want to do with it and also talk about more practical things like visual style locations and music and stuff like that Uh, so I guess we should just uh, get right into it are you guys ready let's do it Mm -hmm. all right so As Nate mentioned, this prompt comes from avid listener and friend of the show. Super fan. Yeah, Yeah. super fan. uh, Evan Quinter, who you might remember from episode seven, uh, (laughs) comes up often on the podcast. Uh, He writes in and says, hey, guys, I have an idea for a sci-fi or fantasy story where humanity is literally barred off from the world due to destruction of the environment. The natural world is fighting back and the world is closed off while all of our needs are artificially met. I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious what direction you guys would take it, Evan Quinter. Mm. So uh, off the bat, it's it's, it's somewhat similar to uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this was a kind of a thing that happened last year where uh, none of us could go outside. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's kind of where his inspiration uh, for that idea met, but but what's uh, Owen? Oh, let's start with you. What are your initial thoughts there? Well, I guess you
4: could take... There's a couple of routes you could take it as far as uh, a premise um, that gets you to that spot. Uh, One that comes to mind is a sort of far future thought where there's a kind of like an Elysium. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that movie with Matt Damon, but the sort of like the separate uh, satellite uh, living situation for all of humans where Earth has become sort of like the lower class... Uh, place there's there's a thought in my head where you'd have something similar to that where um, maybe we've terraformed mars and now everybody lives on mars but earth has become sort of a well actually maybe earth has become so ravaged by mining and uh oil refining and um sort of resource harvesting that it's no longer uh hospitable to humans and so we have to live on Mars. Although I guess in the prompt are we talking nature is, is coming back and nature is taking over again? Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, he talks about nature fighting back. Uh so maybe it's different. Maybe maybe oh, actually, okay, here's the other here's the other side of that coin, which is that uh there was some kind of global catastrophe, mm-hmm. say a pandemic or a climate change related catastrophe. And uh, what's left is a small commune of humans who are able to survive and we're waiting for either trying to survive uh, the climate returning to normal or we are attempting to re-terraform the Earth or something hmm. like that. But there's a, yeah, that seems more the the premise to me anyways. Sure,
0: yeah. It's so... so- I mean, it it seems kind of of inherently apocalyptic uh, and Mm -hmm. drama-inducing. Does anyone think there are any other ways to to kind of go out of that bubble while still tackling the same premise?
2: Yeah, so I thought of um, a couple, I thought of three different ways. I thought, first off, horror would be a good genre to go through. Um, And then Hmm. along with that, the other two I was thinking of would be like a horror-comedy. So like a Sharknado esque <laughs> um, could easily fit into this, as well as um, just the thought of anything in the future and things where needs are artificially met. I was, for some reason, drawn drew me to a uh, WALL-E Pixar kind of learn to love the Earth kind that, of situation. Yeah, that's something
0: I was thinking of. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was. I wasn't sure if we would want to take it in the spin of this is how effed up we've made the earth and we should learn from the horrors of it or if there could be some sort of happy ending to learn. Mm -hmm. I like that
4: idea, Um, especially the comedy idea. I think that's, I don't know, there's a way of making uh, a story a little bit more easily accessible through comedy, but that you can get away with actually a, a, a more interesting idea that way, you know, but it's because it's funny. You
0: can kind of get away with something that maybe wouldn't fly as a drama. Yeah. You know, I like that idea. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think if, if it was, you know, heavy on the apocalyptic drama thing, there would be the concern of just being too on the nose, right? Which is something that a lot of yeah. a lot of things that do come out suffer from. I, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: What about um, if you try to go even something completely different, like make it like totally Star Trek, hmm. um, in that like it's it's super far future and it's it's not even Earth anymore, um, or it's not even humans, right? It's it's like humans coming across a civilization dealing with this
3: issue sure
1: I'm thinking like it's so far ahead that the history books or or for instance if 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 like the humans colonized another place like Mars or something right they call that earth and now all the history is earth and 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 when people tell stories about the old earth they're it's like they're referencing the space we live in now right like it's so far ahead that uh, that they call the planet that they're on Earth as well. And it's just kind of like lore of the previous. the previous. And this is really far-fetched. I don't know if Evan is crying or agreeing with us. Uh, <laughs> but I think the purpose of this is to see how far away we can get from the prompt and yet circle back in the story. So once we... Sure. once we, I want to hear from Jacob Latour. I can see him smiling back there and he's got something <laughs> going on.
3: <laughs> so, something so, in those eyes yeah <laughs> i i feel like most movies uh focus on an earth that has become best and that doesn't can't support life anymore and most times it's about humanity moving away from earth so there's definitely wally elysium um
0: oh i'm gosh. also actually thinking of world war z ironically well um, yeah world war. War may Z maybe maybe a bad example uh, there are a couple um, games, uh, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn kind of have similar tones.
3: But there's there's never the opposite of that, which is, I think, Evan's prompt. And the, the only movie I can really, or show that I can really think of that I watched recently that kind of embodies that while well, not actually providing people with all the needs they have is Sweet Tooth. Hmm. I don't know if, if any of you have recently seen that show on Netflix.
0: I, I've heard of it, but I, but I haven't watched it.
3: It's uh, it's actually very similar to the uh, how a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic swept across the mm-hmm. entire world and basically caused the uh, economy and, and governments to shut down. But in that show, uh, the, the virus actually affects um, fetuses before they're born and they actually become uh, these animal and human hybrids. Huh. And so the virus is also lethal to most humans. And it's it's this big, giant change in society because these hybrids are slowly becoming the dominant uh, human life form and are slowly replacing the, the true humans. But the entire population has decreased so much that over time uh nature is finally being reclaimed and the natural environment is becoming mm. healthy again and so it's this really stark contrast because uh, while human society is slowly collapsing the world around them is finally blossoming again and coming back sure to life. and that's that's the hard thing because it's most things never show uh, humanity and nature living in harmony. It's always either one or the, the other. It'd definitely be cool.
0: Yeah, that's something I was just thinking about. Is is so? What's the the what do we think the conflict is? So if in Evan's prompt it's about you know nature fighting back, but it, it depending on where the story goes. Maybe they're fighting back with a good reason, you know uh so mm-hmm. how do do we follow from the point of view of you know nature, plan of the ape style <laughs> uh, or or uh how how do we make the cause of you know civilization quote unquote more uh sympathetic and empathetic?
2: We could possibly go with something that's a little bit more artsy and then following specific animals that don't actually speak um, oh. or anything like that. Yeah. And then it's from their perspective or it's from nature's perspective, seeing the humans interact or and like from a distance rather than having a human be the um, main character or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sure. that would be, be a little bit weirder.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to I, create I like Yeah, sometimes it's hard to to create a an empathetic uh, or or like a connection with a character if it's not a human character or, or has a personified traits, right? Um, in that character, but that's that's a neat idea. In addition to that, I think something else that perhaps could flip flop is that it, maybe it's a generational thing where humans have gone so far uh, away from their natural place on earth uh, in that the older generation or the parents of, of these young, young children or whatever, it's kind of a coming-to-age type of film where the children are trying to explore and go outside of the confines of technology and the confines of, of what the world is to their parents, right? Sort of this, let's sit in our AC room and, and, and live our life inside of this house, Uh, But then the uh, younger child or younger generation tries to explore and and become one with themselves and one with the earth again. Uh, But that's difficult to then have the perspective of, let's say, a squirrel that's looking out and seeing, you know, these great human creatures that are are slowly collapsing uh, from their their greatest accomplishments, right? Their greatest achievements.
4: Yeah. So I... I like that. I'm going to throw one more um, premise slash uh, overall theme idea uh, into the mix. And I think I think this could be a good one. Um, so instead <laughs> of going forward in time and going for a more uh, futuristic idea, um, what if we go back in time? We do kind of like a new world pioneer story. Um except that instead of it being sort of a history channel documentary (laughs) thing or whatever, it's um, like a mockumentary. And uh, it's like, or you could even do it in the future, but it's where, you know, trying to um, humans are trying to terraform or, or settle a a Uh. new planet. And so it's a new pioneer story and there's a a journal, a a film crew there. Um, And so it ends up being like, You know, the the pioneers kind of pretending that they know what they're doing and Uh that they can handle nature, but they actually can't. And the joke is that uh, the film crew is there so they catch all of the mistakes and all of the blunders where they actually don't know what they're doing (coughs) and handling, you know, uh, Mother Nature, if that makes sense. Yeah, that'd
1: be fun. (laughs) That's a good idea.
4: I think it could be really funny because you could have this sort of. I think what makes mockument, or at least what makes me laugh in a mockumentary is when people appear to or they want to appear like they know what they're doing or that they're good at what they're doing. Right. And they don't. Yeah. And so the the camera kind of catches all, you know? Yeah.
1: So like drawing direct parallels to the to the beginnings of the United States, is that what we're going for? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right. Though.
4: But there's I mean, you could tell that story in a way that was yeah. uh, oh, yeah. funny. You know?
0: I yeah. mean I
4: think everybody thinks of that story as the either the history channel version or um you know maybe hamilton but
0: uh it could be really funny too see now i'm just thinking of benjamin franklin giving jim looks to the camera oh yeah yeah (laughs) right right (laughs) or
4: lewis and clark going out and uh lewis like making bad
0: your mom jokes or something like, <laughs> well, and clark just slowly turns and turns back <laughs> what's horrible is yeah that's i keep really on funny. thinking of uh what what you
3: do in the shadows yeah right right like, same idea with,
2: same. what would pocahontas be saying to uh the camera as she's like describing what idiots <laughs> yeah, the, lewis the and clark heads. are being
1: yeah. That, I mean, I, yeah. now, now, Jacob Novak, you now have to do the hard part of tying all of those ideas into something usable <laughs> that will also make Evan cry tears of joy and not tears of shame.
0: <laughs> what have they done to my baby?
1: <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: Exactly. But wait a minute. Humanity is uh, right. isolated. Okay. Right. Because they're pioneers. So they're like, well, except for the uh, okay. Native American element which maybe that's why you okay. go futuristic. I don't know. But maybe, I mean, that's still part of the story. Yeah. But you also have Mother Nature is queen. Um, and, you know, uh, the struggle is sort of taming Mother Nature, right? There's there, that element there. And then you could, the I mean, the whole drama and sort of comedy of the whole show or movie would be in the society of people attempting to to tame mother nature and you could also
2: almost make it a post apocalyptic thing to feed back into uh evan's situation it could be that nature has pretty much taken everything back and now these people that have lasted are trying to figure out like somehow this group of people lasted even Mm -hmm. though they're not the best prepared Mm -hmm. for what's about like what has happened and so they've got to figure out how to get off of their dependency oh, I like of the artificially met um, needs mm-hmm. and bring it back in with the nature that has already taken over.
3: I like that Guys, a lot. Guys, I, I just had a, a fun okay. idea. I saw you rubbing brain your brain hands brain. together.
1: If, <laughs> it's the brain bone. I know, I know.
3: What if humans, over time, devolve and that instead the our, our pets are... Our, uh, you know, so like our dogs and our cats became the intelligent beings of the world, and instead it flip flopped, where they were our own, uh, owners and we were the pets, and all of our needs were artificially met because they because they're the ones with all the food. We
0: needed it's got a very shelter a, adult swim vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: What's that movie, uh, yeah. Pets? Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, Secret things, Life right. of Pets. Isn't that was called. Yeah.
2: There's uh, a Rick and Morty yeah. where they take over, but it, it the dogs take over, right? Oh,
3: yes, and it, it totally fits the prompt, too.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know about that, <laughs> yeah. but I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I wanted to, to throw oh, a couple things man. out there. Uh, one, going back to Harry's idea of, uh, the more artsy silence from the animal's point of view, it reminds me of a, uh, one of my favorite comic books ever is an issue of Hawkeye written by Matt Fraction, where it's the point of view of Hawkeye's dog. Uh, and so like there are text bubbles, but you, but you're not able to read anything that it says, uh, outside of like pizza or lucky the dog's name and, <laughs> And stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it's it's just like kind of telling the story of of continuing that arc for a Hawkeye, uh, and I think it, mm-hmm. it's really well done. And I think that kind of uh, gives me the idea that yeah, that kind of thing it can be doable while also still giving you know personifiable traits to the the humans of the story.
1: That that piece where the we can get the perspective from an animal is. I think that could be a cut, like a piece, a part of this film, if that's what we're deciding to do, right? That could certainly be something that could take away from, it could give us either a little comedic relief when needed, or it could just build on uh, to whatever storyline we're trying to follow. And I think that would work really well with what we were just getting to a really good point until we found out the dogs were going to be in charge of us. Uh, which I can't, I can't even remember, but we were at a good spot right there, and I think it was a, a between uh, Harry's idea and Owen's uh, idea, right? I think we were just about, we were so close to something.
0: Well, so I, I was also gonna say on on that mockumentary idea, you can make it a uh, maybe a Lewis and Clark kind of thing in the far future po- post apocalypse where it's just these the this group of people who are trying to maybe in the wake of nature you know retaking the planet they're like okay we're we're gonna try to restart civilization but we're gonna do it the right way now and it's that mockumentary thing but they just keep making the same decisions i like that a lot actually and hmm. you could even have it be like uh
4: instead of having the people i mean you could have lewis and Clark, so they could be like americans on the east coast or something Or you could have like, you know, well, the world commune that survived the apocalypse was based in Greenland or something. And Mm -hmm. so it's a bunch of like, uh, it's a bunch of Southeast Asian people who survived the commune or it's a bunch of uh, Europeans or something. And they have to then go and explore a place that they never grew up in or they never knew. And so they end up making all the same mistakes or they, you know, things like, They try to do the same sort of... uh, They make the same mistakes and then they end up sort of in a similar society. You know, something like that. That could be kind of funny.
2: Or like a bunch of guys in Red Sox hats or Mets hats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're really out of their range with the fact that everything is now taken over by the um, natural world. I think even better, like,
1: Buffalo... like. <laughs> like Buffalo Sabers, yeah, the Sabers, like because it's a small niche. Like,
4: there's, yeah. not, there's yeah. not a
1: huge world following of the Buffalo Sabers. It's just kind of within that. Western New
4: York. <laughs> oh, I like that.
3: Or yeah, it's
4: like an MLS league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch it.
1: The, the Columbus Crew hats or something, scarves even.
0: There you go. I just had the thought that it's it's just like future generations spawn from this group and they're like yeah the New York Jets were the best team on the planet before the collapse (laughs) (laughs) I like that's funny During our break, we just wanted to remind you that you can be part of the show by emailing us at askwtd at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, topic suggestions, or general feedback, feel free to reach out and we'll be sure to include you in a future episode. You can also message us if you have any writing prompts for future editions of The Brainbow or subjects to explore in our series, The Art of Things. So once again, that email is askwtd at gmail.com. Anyways, let's get back to it. jumping around between a lot of different ideas the future lewis and clark mockumentary the uh animals witnessing society's collapse uh talking animals adult swim bojack horseman uh actually i guess bojack horseman is a pretty close yeah at least just stylistically animation stylistically uh animals controlling us so what's just for the purposes of uh you know, keeping the conversation going. I think a lot of, all of these ideas have promise, but what do we think off the bat has, has the most potential? So, if if option A is Lewis and Clark in the future, option B is uh the from the animals' point of view, and then option C is the adult swim animals controlling us. Uh, what do we think between those three? I for me, the vote has got to be Lewis and Clark. I'm and going
4: Lewis and Clark. I I think it's it's got to be funny and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a mockumentary, but I just I like that format.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm thinking with uh if we were going movie, then I would think we'd have to go with the silent from the perspective of an animal, but uh mm-hmm. for the most amount of fun and uh most amount of range, I think a as a TV series would be my top choice. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and to bounce Mm -hmm. off that, I know you said movie, but I think, uh, a really like heart grabbing or emotion invoking, uh, through the perspective of an animal. I think a short film would capture that. I think a movie would be a little too long, Mm -hmm. but a short film, maybe 20 minutes of just seeing the atrocities that humans just do and exploitation. stuff like that through, through an animal, even like even a dog some something that we can we as you know people who have pets and stuff can really feel and, and uh, understand. I think that would be powerful. So I like that idea and I think that would be a good short sure. film idea. but if we're going with yeah. with the different you know comedic fashion yeah. in a sense, I, I think the Lewis and Clark one. What well, Jacob Latour, I know you had some interesting ideas. what are you what are you finalizing <laughs> your vote with?
3: I'm, I'm going with a as well. But as Lewis and Cat,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if one of them, if one of the characters is not a cat, I'm walking <laughs> away from this front. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so do, yeah. does that count? It's, it's, going to bed? it's funny.
0: <laughs> Uh, so I'm, it's funny, just uh, talking about this Lewis and Clark idea of them just making the same mistakes, I kind of get mm-hmm. the like Seinfeld or Always Sunny vibes, where it's it's mm-hmm. those characters who are just kind of bad people, but we like watching them anyways, and they just keep messing up. Uh, I think there's opportunity there. And I, I think even past that, that, there is opportunity to have uh, some more heartfelt moments or in, impactful mo- moments right. uh, kind of intermittently.
1: Yeah, I like I like the idea of peop- these guys who are, you know, finding their way through and just creating all these problems and mistakes. But then when they go to report back to their higher ups, like everything is perfect. Like, oh, we found this, 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 this. And then we have to have, <laughs> you know, people who are, won't get any credit be be looking and being like they're the ones doing all the work right like that's the sort of yeah uh stuff that i think would be funny
2: and it's so human uh in that case if we're going about it that the ones who are reporting back to the the aboves it might be them trying to like work with nature after having taken over and then sort of being like, yeah, we fixed something, but really mm-hmm. they made it worse. Made it worse. Yeah. And then there are characters underneath who are like yeah. then putting out the fires, maybe literal, maybe figurative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: I, mm-hmm. And I also like the idea that um, I think in a lot of our history classes or, you know, in, in general people's, and, and this is obviously speaking of, from an American bias, but that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. But mm-hmm. um, that we get taught a sort of, pretty polished version of what happens. And this is counter to that. Right. Right. Especially with the Lewis and Clark journey. And it would be funny to show all of the mistakes uh, in that journey that, you know, is traditionally sold as a a pretty polished, um, Uh you know, or maybe it's, it's dramatic in that they have struggles, but I think it would be funny if some of the struggles are ridiculous.
1: Right. And perhaps like historically correct. Like, It doesn't matter how off the beaten path this is, some like historically correct information, right, that just isn't mainstream in in high school textbooks.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like this a lot. This could be
1: really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Jacob. What are what are next steps? What- well, so, so what I'm curious about, and and yeah, I'm I am really liking this. This is a problem because we can't have all these rainbow things be things that we actually want to write because then it's just going to keep stacking up. <laughs> but I do really like this. Isn't that a good problem uh, to have, though? Yeah. It, it yeah, it's a it's a fantastic problem to have. This is probably the the most productive I've been in in months <laughs> <laughs> in terms of <laughs> creating something. But so. I mean, it seems like we're in, in agreement that this is a series. Mm-hmm. I think
4: it's, it's I more think, of a yeah, show. Maybe yeah, maybe a series yeah. to uh short TV. Like, not a full, yeah. like, 24-episode season kind of thing. Like, it's it's shorter than that. Sure.
2: Yeah. Maybe, like, eight.
0: like, like a Like a limited run, like, 13 episodes. Yeah, yeah eight episodes. Yeah.
3: that like sounds that. about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a movie. <laughs> and a Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. No. Shout out to community. <laughs> oh, this is just a, a general question, but... Has Drunk History done a, an episode on it? I feel I'm, like I'm sure done. they have. Must have. Oh, so I'm Lewis sure. and Clark? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. This would be better than that, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be uh,
0: drunker so, than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we're settled on on kind of the medium being that that limited series. Uh so what are we thinking uh in terms of you know the visual style uh the locations music and and, and things like that uh if if we have in mind that it, that's more of a of a comedy uh with you know serious undertones uh what are we thinking on on you know those kind of more more practical uh post writing things
3: you could definitely film it like the office and <laughs> okay, where where they they know they're they're being filmed and they're they're like kind of in the show and uh they,
1: they break that barrier
0: often yeah like, breaking purposefully breaking
3: the barrier and uh yeah.
0: they're trying to document the rebuilding of civilization it it I mean it, it yeah, makes right. sense
3: uh huh yeah.
4: you could do it in a way I mean I don't know how much you want to adhere to the sort of the the setting and the in the time you could say instead of like having the gym look to camera kind of thing i don't know you know maybe cuz because uh obviously there's no cameras back then so maybe your solution mm-hmm. to that is you have them look to a guy who's just writing everything down on a piece of parchment <laughs> is it kind of like
1: know, a, a monty python kind of thing where there's right that or is that a little I, g- I don't know
4: <laughs> well,
0: maybe I, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, they just like that kind of dry humor. you're
0: talking like like the the guy with the coconuts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the coconuts and like mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's a little too, uh, too if it doesn't if it goes away from this prompt a little too far.
4: Maybe. Mm.
1: I think that I shows sure. the I think that shows the importance of what we're trying to choose here though, because we can certainly go too far from the prompt and I think that's I wanted to highlight why this choice is important. Yep
4: good point very good point so maybe we yeah. stick to um maybe we go to uh, a future time where the joke is uh the these new settlers are trying to be Lewis and Clark and they kind of know about Lewis and Clark and right. they think it's cool but they're not very good at doing it and that's the funny yeah. part that
2: can help yeah 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 To throw it back to Jacob Latour is, um the cats are running the cameras <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my! Yes,
2: yeah, that, was, uh, that was a complete joke. We can, and, we can jump back into the serious stuff. And the dogs
3: are the ones that are showboating, <laughs> right? Nice. Uh,
0: so I I'm also thinking just because I mean you know Evan's prompt is is more it has the inherent drama aspects, and so I think a way that you can infuse the the seriousness of like hey they're rebuilding something that they kind of destroyed. Uh, is if we're using the mockumentary format, one of my favorite parts of The Office, more than other mockumentaries, is their use of the camera in kind of showing you and implying that you're not supposed to be seeing these things, like whenever they do the spy shots through window blinds and things like that. I think there would be a lot of opportunity to kind of use that to uh, our advantage of just showing... You know them trying to do something, and then in the background or, or whatever, you're seeing the actual long term effects that those actions have, uh, mm-hmm. that are maybe a, a slightly mm-hmm. more dire, but also just kind of, uh, in, in the the giddiness that the fake Luna Lewis and Clark might might have as they're trying to you know set off on their grand adventure yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, I
3: guess a a good way of combining some ideas is actually having. Uh, what Owen was talking about, having somebody write down everything, and that would be Lewis and Clark's own account of what happened, and then hmm. they could have a spy cam where they're talking about all the failures and like everything that truly went down, instead of wow. the uh, more yeah. clean version of, of what they're reporting back. Sure. And, yeah. and uh, I will say
4: You know what I think for me, what makes uh, and I think this is getting to what you were saying earlier about The Office and what other mockumentaries are so good at is that you change the view that you see the drama versus the comedy. Um, And maybe and there's a different conflict there, because I think Evan's prompt is that the conflict is with Mother Nature. At least that's how I've been taking it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so maybe the drama is in the struggle, the actual true struggle against Mother Nature. But mm-hmm. the comedy comes from the sort of pretentious or kind of big headedness of trying to live up to these these uh, stories of Lewis and Clark and uh, these great pioneers or, and things like that. And that, you know, it's supposed to look good. And that's where it's funny because it doesn't. But then there's actual Mm -hmm. drama because there is real drama in The Office as well. And other mockumentaries. I know we're talking a lot about The Office, but there's real drama there. And that's honestly what makes it funny, too, because you have this sort of these poles. um, And maybe in keeping with Evan's prompt, you could make the drama of the show be around the nature part and the struggle there and the comedy can be about more of the society and the in the interpersonal relationships and the mm-hmm. the sort of um,
0: hubris of it all if that makes yeah. sense yeah absolutely yeah and we could go on and on about this for hours this is honestly one of the most fun times i've had recording this podcast yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
0: just it's just doing this yeah. with you guys uh and you know, there's a, still a lot more that we could figure out. Uh, but for now, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on, just kind of the Evans prompt in the relation to to the uh Lewis and Cat or uh <laughs> I I, th- I think maybe Apocalypse, <laughs> comma eventually would be a good name as well. Um, uh, like Apocalypse Now, that's the bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> any parting thoughts uh, on the idea?
3: Uh, well, one is,
0: uh, Evan, thank you so much for the, the prompt. It's a,
3: it's definitely thought-provoking and a, a great idea for just scripting. You can go so many different ways yep. for it as well.
0: I'm almost positive this is not what he had in mind. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the best part, which is one of the reasons why we invited Harry, Owen, and Jacob on, knowing very well that... <laughs> We had no idea where we were going. <laughs> I I yeah. have
4: one more idea as far as the uh, creative choice goes for the mm-hmm. show. I think, and it and this plays into the mockumentary part, which I think mockumentaries tend to be a little bit meta, right? And that they kind of know they're self aware in a way, and they know they're kind of making fun of. They're both making fun of whatever situation they're portraying, but they're also making fun of the format too. Mm-hmm. So I think we could get away with uh some of the music and some of the score being you could have the kind of Ken Burns um violin music <laughs> going on as as sort of a, a funny part but then you could also put in some great modern I'm think like rock or or uh-huh. even like hip hop I don't know um but so some more modern music as uh, as a kind of way of saying like this is funny and it's it's yeah you know and it, it would cool. kind of i think it would be it could make it could give a really funny light to the whole show you know yeah. yeah but then if you wanted to you know talk about something i don't like well lewis had problems digging the latrines again and it's you know <laughs> you know some kind of horrible <laughs> violin music i think that'd be funny uh-huh. yeah. but all of that is to say um uh, yeah Great prompt, and uh, I don't know if, if it ever gets made into something someday. I think it would be very funny, very good. Yeah.
0: What, what's great is we have all this recorded, so there's no you know lost notes uh, or we can't forget anything that we said because we have. Yeah. All. Yep. <laughs> I agree. When
2: anyone creates it, we can
0: sue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, it's about that time to wrap it up, and again, I want to thank Harry Owen Jacob. Uh, for joining us and evan for that prompt uh but uh, before we you know close off i think it's time for some definitely not procrastinating uh so uh nate why don't why don't you kick us off sure
1: um i i consumed a lot of content uh but the most important thing i did this past weekend was go out to the lake with harry uh, and Owen was there and uh i hope i didn't steal your you're definitely not procrastinating Owen, but Mine is a cop out in that I spent the spent the day at the lake with Harry, with some friends. Winter was there, the dog was there, and we had a good time. And uh, being outside uh, on Lake Racetown is is a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, I, it doesn't get better than that. So, so that's mine.
2: Nice, Harry. What about you? Yeah. So um, first off, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a huge fan. I'm I'm so excited to be here. I've been ner- I've been sweating through my armpits this whole time. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited about Definitely Not Procrastinating. Um, I brought uh, this week for Definitely Not Procrastinating uh, something that I feel fits the title very well in that uh, I work at a bike shop, and what I've been doing recently is uh, I'm a bit of a YouTube uh, fanatic and been watching a lot of GCN and GMBN, which is mountain biking and cycling, And they've got all sorts of wild trips they go on, as well as different technical tips as to how to work on bikes and such like that. So I'm getting all this, uh, consuming all this entertainment while also learning. And I felt like that's uh, that's my perfect cop-out for, like, obviously I'm not doing this to learn in particular, but I wasn't procrastinating. I was instead
0: uh, instead learning about my job.
1: Mm -hmm. Love it. (laughs) There you go. That's the best way to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Owen, Jacob, do you guys have
4: anything? Well, I have definitely not been procrastinating. I've actually been on a little bit of a road trip to visit all of you guys, so that has been uh, a joy and a privilege, and I haven't certainly have not procrastinated any time during that. But uh, for a more a real answer, I will say um, I recently watched uh, Bo Burnham's new special.
2: No, mm.
4: and forgive me for taking yours jacob but it is one of the best uh critiques of modern internet culture that i've seen in a long time um it's very funny very musically well done and very uh well produced so i've enjoyed that quite a lot what's that called nice do you know uh, inside, by inside. Bo Burnham,
0: and it's on uh netflix you're welcome Bo. i think jacob had mentioned that i did yeah, yeah. oh did you should i say something yeah. else no. When Xander was on, he talked about Invincible, and then I talked about Invincible once I watched it too. So it's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Jacob, do you have a backup?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I do. So for the past two weeks, I've had mono, and this week was very, very bad. I, I actually ended up taking off my entire week from work just because I, I couldn't do anything. I was sleeping about like fifteen to eighteen hours a day. So. During all that time, I was continuously consuming content. And Owen hit it straight on with uh, Bo Burnham. And that's an that's amazing uh, documentary that he made. And then uh, besides that was Loki. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend that. Uh, I'd, I'd watched all of Falcon and Winter Soldier as well during the week. And comparatively, Loki is... A much smarter show, in general, and Tom Helson mm-hmm. is just an amazing actor and just is built for the part. So I I, yeah. I definitely recommend watching that. I think it's uh, the the fourth episode is going to be coming out this Tuesday or yeah, Wednesday
0: or Wednesday. Yeah, so the fourth episode will be out by the time this this uh this episode comes out. Yeah,
3: and I I definitely would say it doesn't exactly rival wanda vision and the artistic appeal to it but it's it's definitely a a very smart show and i i really enjoyed it that's
0: that's what i love about all the marvel disney plus shows so far is they're all different uh and and you know good in in their own way also Mm -hmm. shout out to owen wilson killing it on that show as well yeah my namesake yeah (laughs) yeah he didn't uh (laughs) uh He hasn't seen any
3: of the Marvel movies before that, right? Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, the director of that basically had to, to beg him to be on the show. Because <laughs> how awesome that he's actually in it.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I, I have a, a relatively quick one. Uh, so it's another YouTube thing. Uh, there's a channel called Girlfriend Reviews. Uh, and they are a uh, kind of mm. video games focused channel uh they've been around for probably almost two years now uh and so it's it's this couple uh and the premise is that the girlfriend watches her boyfriend play a lot of video games, and so it's basically her reviewing them based off of you know the backseat experience of being like, "Yeah, this oh, wasn't very fun to watch <laughs> and and they use a lot of you know pop culture references and and they're really smartly written and uh edited and, and all that so girlfriend reviews on youtube they they yeah. do a lot of good stuff on there it's really funny but i've been i've been watching them since, since you have to check uh, it out they kind of got on the rise when they started because they got off to a hot start they got like a hundred thousand subscribers in like two weeks uh wow. but uh I've, I've been going back and re-watching a lot it's it's comfort food <laughs> <laughs> basically but yeah
1: <laughs> jacob I think it's important that people know where our fans can find the folks who are on our show today. Oh, right?
0: absolutely. Uh so I'll I'll kick us off. You can find me at Jacob yesvek on Twitter uh for all my uh hot takes on stupid stuff. More MLS stupid stupid stuff that I'm tweeting recently. But one day I'll have a a funny original tweet. <laughs> but uh yeah, Jacob Yesfak, that's where you can find me. Owen, how about you? Um I guess
4: you can uh follow me on instagram on amadeus underscore wolfgang underscore graph uh, which good luck spelling that out and, uh, and if you do follow me send me a dm and uh i'll say congratulations for getting it right perhaps i'll change that username
2: well so you can find me in huntington pennsylvania um probably not on the internet
1: well we're Rothrock. Can, yeah. Jump into Rothrock.
2: I guess you can you can message the Rothrock Outfitters page um, <laughs> on Facebook and I might respond or my coworker. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise I'm not too interesting for those to interact with at this point.
3: And uh, if you ever want to find me, you can always hit up my Venmo. It's uh, Jacob dash Lator one, I believe. Is it there maybe to get be that a, right a, a dash between the one I, I really honestly can't remember I don't know how there's another Jake latour <laughs> but yeah honestly just hit that up a couple dollars I think, maybe I think or, or more
1: <laughs> if all of the listeners donated 1 cent I think we would we would get them maybe close to 50 cents almost a candy bar yeah. almost honestly, a candy bar.
3: anything will help it's, it's a blessing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, that that's hard to follow up, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ulrich sixteen. Uh, I won't. Yeah. I won't be giving out my Venmo, but that's a good idea. Maybe maybe more folks yeah, will do that. Uh,
0: what a weep it! I I feel like if we were plugging <laughs> our Venmo, we'd have at least like five bucks by now, and I think that's worth it. You should start a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we should. It's a good idea. I know, I, although I think I think the idea of the Venmo as adds, adds a little bit more uh, desperation to it, so people are more inclined to, <laughs> yes. to give us money. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Seriously. And donate WTD. Donate. <laughs> Donate. <I? laughs> oh my. Perfect.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure. It's always great seeing you guys. I love brainstorming. Love having the brain bow with you guys. And I'm trying to think if next time we do the brain bow, do we just invite this same crew back? I don't know. Who knows? But <gasps> it was a very fun time. Uh, love seeing your faces. Very excited. Yep. Next time we could see each other in person. Um, but thank you all so much for episode 20. It's a huge milestone for us. And, We're happy that we could share it with you guys. So very, very thankful for for great friends and and a good time.
4: Thank you you so much. It's been a privilege to be here.
1: Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.